Hermes draw near, and to my prayer incline, in arts gymnastic, and in fraud divine. Dire weapon of the tongue which men revere, be present, Hermes, in thy supplant here. Welcome to Third Eye Bind, Episode 6, Gatekeeping. Thank you for supporting the show by subscribing, rating, and sharing. Please join us at patreon.com slash third eye bind. Hi, I'm Laura. And I'm Caitlin. And welcome to Third Eye Bind. In this episode, we are talking about gatekeeping. Let's get into it. Let's just get right into it. Okay. I have the deck and I'll do a shuffle. Yeah, really breathing with this one. I'm very interested to see what. That's it? Do I cut the deck? This is an interesting card pull. Is it? Yet again. Um, I pulled the three of wands. And the three of wands, if you are referencing the Smithwaite tarot or any decks that are based off of it, We find ourselves at this moment where we are on a journey early in it and there's so much of the world still in front of us and we aren't quite sure which direction we're headed, Hmm. but we know we're going somewhere. And the wands, one on one side, one on the other, form a threshold and a gate is something that protects the threshold and i think this card is inviting us to recognize that there's so much in the world of witchcraft in the world of spirituality that truly is open and asking to be explored. And when we find ourselves at these moments of approaching a gate, if we aren't invited, consider that there's still so much more for us to find. Mm. And if we are invited, consider that we are guests within a space or that there is an exchange or toll that should be paid to cross over. Um, The Three of Wands reminds us that there really is something for everyone. And receiving a no, whether it's from a teacher or a spirit, doesn't have to be the end of the line but is an invitation to find what really is right and aligned for you. Uh, I also Mm. fucking love the B-52s and the song on this card is Roam If You Want To, Roam Around the World. Roam Around the World. Um, Yes, you kind of have the B-52 vibe right now because your hair's like all poofy. Rock lobster. But I think this is a really good introduction to the topic because 
as I was researching to prepare for the episode, a lot of what I researched was on TikTok because I think that's where the conversations about gatekeeping are happening quite a bit. The buzzword. The buzzword. Of the moment. Mm-hmm. And one of the buzzwords of the moment. Yes, one of many. <laughs> and it was definitely interesting seeing who is shouting that word and at which gates and which gatekeepers that it's being shouted to. Um, yeah. Mm -hmm. This is a topic I was not afraid to talk about, but it's one where I was like, ooh, it's complex. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of things to consider. Mm -hmm. I guess a good place to start would be with the literal definition of gatekeeping, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. which we looked up, like the dictionary definition mm -hmm. is essentially referencing parents, mm -hmm. uh, guarding information, resources, and food from mm -hmm. their children or their mm -hmm. concubines. <laughs> I don't know where that word just came from. <laughs> it's true though. Uh, okay, sometimes they just come the out. Crotch fruit. The I can say that because I have crotch fruit. So the crotch fruit. Isn't that funny? Is that what they call crotch kids? fruit? Oh, crotch fruit. I thought you said crotch root, which actually makes sense. Like the root, of, they came from the root of your crotch. I'm not a human mother. So. <laughs> Forgive me. But it, it's true. Mother like, of humans, I am human. We Sorry. did. <laughs> <Is> that weird? <laughs> LOL. LOL. We did do a little research. And what I found is that the term gatekeeping originates in the early 1900s from a German social psychologist. And he used the term first in reference to parents who gatekeep the information and resources that their children receive. And... I was talking to Laura about how like that's something that I actively do now. Like I'm not trying to shield my kids from anything. I want to be really open and honest with them. But I'm also aware that there's some fuck shit out there on the internet. There are white supremacists actively recruiting children and conditioning them on the internet. And like I'm not about to lose my kids to that. It's not responsible parenting to allow two very young children to just have open access to the whole no. interweb. So like I can definitely see from that perspective where it's important. Also like when it comes to like food and resources, like if it were up to my kids, they would eat cotton candy all day for every meal. Me too. <laughs> but orthodontics are expensive. <laughs> They are. <laughs> and your body needs more than just fun sugar to survive. So it it's my job to say, like, maybe that's enough for now. Can we try a cheeseburger? A carrot, if you will. <laughs> a cheeseburger. Some variety. I would like a cheeseburger. Can we get some variety? We manifested here? pizza today. So we maybe did we manifest, can manifest pizza. cheeseburgers. <laughs> But then it gets even more interesting because the theory becomes really a theory of communications. And the example that I kept finding was specific to news outlets and how news media outlets will gatekeep the information that they share with their audience based on the sociopolitical 
identity of the people watching, which is what turns journalism into propaganda. Mm. You use the example of like, which I thought was a nice example Mm -hmm. of a news reporter having, or a news editor having four stories on Mm -hmm. their desk, one of which is the most important story that needs to be told, but they'll choose the one that will appease their audience Mm -hmm. the quickest or Mm -hmm. get the most ratings or attention or... Like Fox News literally refused to cover all of the January 6th hearing stuff. They just didn't cover it. Right. That's It doesn't that's, exist. Yeah. To them and the audience. That's gatekeeping. That's gatekeeping. <laughs> mm-hmm. So that's the general lay of the land for that's the That's where it starts That's at where least. it starts. Now in the spiritual community, what is why are people calling gatekeeping and and what did you find because i've heard that and i have my own i'll I'll talk about my perceptions of gatekeeping and i've seen it within the witch community where there are some who say to another i've seen it a lot in terms of like judge which is judging others practice Mm -hmm. and saying no, Caitlin, you can't do that. That's not right in witchcraft. As in as in that witchcraft has set rules and bounds. And only one and set only of one rules. set of rules and bounds. <clears throat> and that's where I've seen it the most. And the other person's like, oh, you're gatekeeping by telling them that. You're really just being judgmental. Mm-hmm. But I, I've seen that thrown around in terms of, you know. Or, or if, if someone has a platform and they have an audience and they say, hey, this is the way I do things. And someone will say, well, that's not the way I do things, so you're gatekeeping. Mm-hmm. Or, or that's gatekeeping because you have a specific And you're not way telling of, us all the details. Way of doing things. <laughs> and you're, And my way is different. Therefore, you're somehow gatekeeping by even just speaking your mind about or sharing the way you practice. I've seen that mm. done too, where I'm like, okay. <laughs> I feel like if someone has a platform and you follow them, they can say what they want mm-hmm. to say. And, and you can follow or not. And you can follow or not. And you can recognize, oh, I don't agree with that. And then move on. Mm-hmm. I've seen that. But what did you find? A because mess. I don't go on witch talk. <laughs> I did, and you really took the reins on that research, so. (laughs) My mercurial mind enjoys a research project. And I personally don't spend a lot of time on witch talk. I spend a lot of time with shit posts because that's my genre. I like to watch drag queens do their makeup and I like to read shitty memes. That's my internet activity. Um, Shitty astrology memes. Shitty astrology memes are my favorite. Um, (laughs) Also follow Not All Gemini's hilarious trash bag astrology and gay ass astrology Mm -hmm. on Instagram. Hilarious. Mm -hmm. Um, But as I was like, okay, I haven't been as familiar with the gatekeeping thing, so I want to do my research and figure out what the fuck I'm talking about. What's going on here? And what I found was mess. <laughs> um, <laughs> in my Marie Kondo voice, I love mess. Um, and the mess that I found primarily 
is a lot of quote unquote baby witches feeling like elders are gatekeeping information by not sharing it, which I think is weird because you can't receive the wholeness of an idea in a 15 second video, period. Period, So that you're getting any information at all, that you're learning anything from a seven to 15 second clip is lucky, I think. (laughs) Um, But even more than that, what I found is that when white witches are being called in by spiritualists, witches of color about some of the practices they are appropriating, instead of taking it as an opportunity for self-reflection and education, the word gatekeeping is used as a weapon, Mm -hmm. a shield, a deflection. You're telling me I can't, so you're gatekeeping. When really it's like, well, I'm just trying to help you not spread misinformation. Mm -hmm. And a lot of, well, I'll speak from my own experience, right? Like I grew up in a spiritual tradition and Espiritismo is not just a spiritual belief system. Like it's considered a spiritual science. Like we have these practices and guidelines because they work and we do them in a specific order as the spirits have dictated to us because it ensures the protection of everybody involved, the clarity of the channel that we are opening and the integrity of all of those present as we are practicing. There's a reason why we have these guidelines and rules. It's not like Christianity where it's dogmatic. It's really just like, hey, you should buckle your seatbelt, use your blinker, use your brakes, that type of vibe. And when people outside of closed practices start cherry picking what they like, you kind of opened the door to some chaotic shit. Mm. Um, And most of what I was witnessing as I was researching on TikTok is that type of thing happening. Uh, The one that was really like super viral that I noticed is this which I don't know if she's in Phoenix or Phoenix was just part of her name. Um, But she was talking about summoning Kali whenever she wants for baneful magic. And she didn't even spell Kali correctly. And the misspelling actually means poop. (laughs) (laughs) So it's like you are, A, not even calling on the spirit that you think you're calling on. You're being disrespectful to everybody who's correcting you Mm. and calling them gatekeepers. But also like... Deities exist within certain pantheons because they belong to the people of that pantheon. And they belong to those people for a reason. Yeah. Um, Another one that I noticed. That's pretty bad. Can I just say like... It's pretty terrible. I thought... (laughs) Okay. I see it a lot with deity. (sighs) With deity. Deity stuff. Yeah. Oh, that's so interesting. Like it's people just, just that's so obviously that's an easy Google, honey. I know. <laughs> that's an easy Google. I'm sorry. That's lazy. Yeah. To not that's disrespectful to the deity and lazy mm-hmm. and that's not going to be rewarded. And like so entitled. And very entitled. Mm-hmm. That's so lazy. 
Okay, go on. I was well, I was pretty, I'm pretty shocked lazy by that. Because here's the thing. These practitioners who are cherry picking from BIPOC and indigenous spirituality, if you like sign up for an ancestry account, you can figure out right. who the deities that belong to you are. I was going to say... I want to speak on eclectic witchcraft because mm. I am an eclectic witch. Mm-hmm. I've narrowed it down to a few things, but generally speaking, now that doesn't mean that you can go around and gen- generally speaking, eclectic witchcraft is you basically do whatever you want mm-hmm. that feels good for you. That doesn't mean that you can go around cherry picking off of uh non whatever n- you know, BIPOC people of color, like you can't go go around cherry picking from other people's cultures mm-hmm. and then just mixing it in a pot and saying that's your practice. That's not what that means. And maybe that needs more clarity because generally speaking, white people don't tend to have a cultural identity to their magic, I've found. Mm-hmm. It's usually, and that's okay. It's just usually a found uh, art I'm like found it's like a mixed media almost mm. of magic and uh there's some extra legwork to be done mm-hmm. and that's I think where we get mixed up and where younger witches get confused and then they call out gatekeeping or whatever because it's that extra step like you were just saying about find out what your lineage is like you have to do a little bit more homework Mm-hmm. to find a good place to start. Mm-hmm. And even myself, like growing up, I, ne- I never took that as, oh, I can just do all, all, I can cherry pick from cultures. It was always ritual or, mm-hmm. or, you know, whether or not I use crystals or the way that I, it was never about like that. Mm-hmm. So that to me is very interesting. And I wonder if that has to do with, uh, I wonder if there's some confusion with being an eclectic witch and being like, it's like, yeah, do whatever you want, but like within your own means and yeah. your own, your own, what's appropriate for I, you. I don't think you're wrong. Like, I think that eclectic witchcraft can get a little confusing for people who aren't rooted. I just realized in, that like right now. Yeah. Like, oh, people who aren't, who lack rooting in they lack definition ancestry for themselves lack yeah. rooting in land and like that's part of the like con of america is that mm. mm-hmm. a lot of I, you know what i was just watching a video of who's that gentleman who has the ancestry show and he has like celebrities on and he tells them oh, I who their like ancestors name. were but he was talking about how when European immigrants started coming in the early 1900s, there's this giant myth that when they reached the Americas, that immigration changed their last names for them because it was too hard. And he said the names were documented by the people loading the boat in their countries of origin. Okay. Europeans willfully gave up their ethnic names so that they could bow to the altar of whiteness and be socialized into American white puritanical culture. And 
the beauty of coming from European lineage is that so much of it is so well documented. Yeah. You can find your mm -hmm. ancestor's name in a book from Ellis Island. And you can go even further than that and find their birth certificates in their countries mm -hmm. of origin. Mm -hmm. It is all laid out on paper for you. And you can begin to build intimacy and relationship with the people who birthed the culture that you really do belong to. And I think that it's really easy to want to become involved with, you know, BIPOC spirituality. What's to, popular or what's being trended. What you can see. What you, yeah. what you can immediately see. What you see. can immediately see. Because like POC, like we've been protecting our cultures out of the need for survival for centuries. And white people have been willingly giving up their culture in order to, I don't know, be on top? Have culture. To have power. <laughs> to, and to have some, some mm -hmm. sense of culture that they don't, I, I don't know. It's a, it's a weird thing. Mm -hmm. It's like, why do white people appropriate other cultures? Because to have power. To have me to have some sort of identity yeah. that's not well they lose their own yeah. cultural identities by becoming american and yeah. so you see other people who have been spending centuries holding onto and preserving who they are outside of being a quote-unquote american mm -hmm. and that seems really exciting mm -hmm. and alluring and it's easier mm -hmm. to copy somebody than it is to go within and discover who you actually come from. It takes less effort because everyone else yeah. has already done the work mm -hmm. to know who they are beyond being an American. And a lot of what I was witnessing on social media is not even people being called out, Laura. Like it's mostly like POC indigenous people saying like, hey, that's just not correct. Right. That's not, if you're going to do this, like that's incorrect information. Not even saying not to do it. Just yeah. saying, hey, that's, and to help you out, it's gatekeeper. Immediately gatekeeper. Like I wow. saw one, um, hmm. there was a video of a white lady and <laughs> she was doing a baneful spell, which we love baneful magic here. We talked about it in an episode. Mm -hmm. And the spell was to put the name of someone she didn't like on a piece of paper and stick it in a baby's diaper a baby's dirty diaper and people were telling her you are connecting an innocent child to, a, to you your baneful spell Who's if you want to wipe your own ass with their name <laughs> fucking do it and that's flush it that's brilliant exactly but like in, a, in their baby's diaper Okay, so it also looked like she was working at a childcare facility. So it's oh, very possible that it wasn't even her up. own child's diaper. So she's connecting this baneful spell oh my God, to an innocent yes. life. And people in the comments were like, hey, you might not want to do that. That's kind of dangerous. That's wild. And it's immediately like, you're gatekeeping, you're gatekeeping. And what? Here's the thing. <laughs> Let's talk about the tarot. <laughs> Let's talk about the tarot. Let's talk about I the tarot. am shooketh. In the tarot, we have the Hierophant. 
And the Hierophant is our spiritual teacher. Yes. And below the Hierophant's feet are what? Two keys. Two keys. Didn't know that. Two keys. Two keys. <laughs> Two keys. Keys unlock yeah. gates, right? Yeah. And the teachings of the Hierophant serve as those keys. So when you take the time to actually learn and ground into, root into practices, to learn the history behind them, like you get the keys handed to you. But when we try to skip around and just like, you know, I, I also want to be careful because I do feel like intuitive magic is valid and important. And I think so many mm -hmm. of us, that's our first interaction with witchcraft. We're children, we're outside, we're making potions or making potions in the shower. Like we're arranging things on our nightstand. Intuitive magic is fucking beautiful. But after a certain point, we have to make a conscious decision to ground into something other than like this feels cool. It's like a child can do that. It's like it's like the the progression of becoming an adult. Yes. When you're a child, you play and you explore and you do it. You have to learn intuition so that you can learn discernment mm. as an adult. So you mm -hmm. can then there's some people that don't want to do that. But so then you can learn. We talk about discernment every episode. It's, mm -hmm. You can learn what's you learn what's right and what's wrong, mm -hmm. and what hurts others and what doesn't as you get older. And mm -hmm. that's the same thing I think with practice. And I've lately, especially, you know, I, I'm an eclectic witch, and I do. And in terms of you know, I don't have set rules and bounds to how I operate personally. Mm -hmm. I have set bounds how I operate ethically. Mm. within my practice that's not the same thing to me that's not the same thing there mm -hmm. are ethics that i don't fuck with mm -hmm. that doesn't mean i don't have ethical boundaries mm -hmm. that doesn't mean you don't have you know you have to give a shit about other people mm -hmm. like and be respectful that's that's common sense to me and and maybe that's not and maybe that's something to reflect on if you're an eclectic witch and you're just taking from different cultures and things to sort of look at that and say one why isn't it working for me because i guarantee you it's not mm -hmm. if you're not of that origin it's probably not doing much for you other than maybe making you feel cool or or a part of a part of i don't know honestly you know, like fucking up some of your shit yeah like, like honestly frankly <laughs> it's not gonna you know and and look at that i mean and i was gonna say even even as long as i've been practicing i'm still evolving i'm mm -hmm. still what i'm still figuring out who i am mm -hmm. um because i we talked about in the last episode this space of knowing other witches exist is so new to a lot of us yes so yes. new and it's just there's a lot of cooks in the kitchen as i've said before and there's a lot of voices and that's a beautiful thing and we're all figuring out how to do this whole thing mm -hmm. with each other and this is part of it that's the messy part of it is like yeah. is is as a a european descent or a white person or whatever like realizing oh and and if you weren't brought up with a witchcraft in your culture, like your literal family being like, oh, there's a, there's, there's some distance. And how do I close that distance 
and 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 being like you can be in pain about it you can be like that sucks that i've been separated from that and you have to do the legwork to get back there you have to and that's just and and yeah there is a bit of jealousy with other cultures that are so rich and so preserved and Mm -hmm. so supportive of each other and uplifting that's a beautiful thing but that's not that doesn't mean that you can just use it and take it and and put mm-hmm. it on like a, a costume or even if it's something you truly respect like i guarantee you if you just look within your own ancestral means like that magic is for you that magic is potent and that's mm-hmm. that's a good thing mm-hmm. that's and it's hard for white people to do it's hard to be like i can't have that thing I yeah, it's to, literally the, the it's, origin of it all really, this mess. It really is. It's like, I can't have that. I want it. Mm-hmm. But I have a right to it. I want, it's like, okay, but no. Like mm-hmm. you have to like sit with the pain of you don't know and you have to find a way. And it's it's difficult sometimes. Like you said, it, there is a lot of information out there. If you're of Celtic, mm-hmm. Irish, Scottish descent germanic descent Mm -hmm. like it's there's a lot out there particularly with irish and celtic there's a lot like i go to the library and i'm like oh yes yeah and that's a part of my lineage but i'm also portuguese so i've been specifically looking for like azorian portuguese magic that's a little harder to find yes but you have brought yourself to the awareness that that is what you need to connect to yeah yeah. And that's and I've I've done that in the past and there's a little bit from my family mm-hmm. that I know but it's like it's pretty sparse and so mm-hmm. I can't find any books written on Azorian folk magic okay mm-hmm. uh you can go I'm also Span- of Spanish descent so you can go there mm-hmm. you can go to like if you know you're you know adjacent to something you can mm-hmm. kind of start there another place to look that I'm looking in for a very specific place is folk folklore like look at books on folklore yes even if it's not this is a spell of azorian magic you're not gonna find that Mm -mm. i've tried and if you know about it please get in touch with me (laughs) because or if you're of azor i'm serious if you're of azorian descent and and if you live there currently and have information please i would love to uh buy you a coffee or pay you for your time to to share that with me because it's really hard for me to find. Okay, but <laughs> it is, but it's a uh, hit me up. Um, but folklore is so, you can find a lot of clues. Yes. If there's a book on folklore, I did find a book on Azorian folklore. Mm-hmm. I was like, okay, a lot of stuff about fishing. But other than that, like, you know, you can find bits and pieces of of practice or or anything, like just, you can piece it together and use your intuition to sort of formulate the history of what that might have looked like mm. if that's all you can find. And I think a big part of witchcraft is connection to land and people. And folklore gives us this beautiful insight into the stories of both the land and the people. Mm-hmm. Even if it's not... Um, immediately, you know, whimsical mm-hmm. or witchy. Um, it's a wonderful place to start because when you start learning the stories of who you come from, 
you begin to connect with your ancestors on a cellular and spiritual level. You mm -hmm. open yourself up to receiving messages from those who came before you. And the truth is, like, if you want to set up an ancestor altar, all you need is a glass of water, a candle, a clean cloth to set it on top of, and you can start reading those stories or cooking their food or ordering their food and eating it with them. And you will find that the more that you commune with them intentionally at this space, they start to talk to you. They start to point you in the right direction, mm -hmm. point you towards the right teachers, the right people, the right books, the right stories. And from these things, you are able to build an, an, a practice that is rooted in authenticity because authenticity is the most powerful magic you can have. Yeah. And it's beautiful mm -hmm. to be of European descent. Those those cultures are so rich in yes. history. And it's just like... Pre-Christian paganism is yes. fucking cool. Yes, that's... Yeah, that's mm -hmm. the jam. You know, another thing I did too was I... There was a guided, self-guided past life regression that I did. Ooh, yeah. Ooh, that was fun. <laughs> that was fun. And I did get visuals of, you know essentially scotland yeah <laughs> like you know what i mean like you, it's real green okay <laughs> like but yeah you get to sort of that's another thing there's a lot of like meditative tools to like go mm -hmm. back and sort of whether it was a past life or you know a, mm -hmm. a an ancestor's life that maybe it was you know what mm -hmm. i mean like those... sometimes you were your ancestors exactly mm -hmm. exactly so i think that in this case that's what that that's what that was mm -hmm. but it was really trippy and cool and i yeah. highly recommend and do that next to your altar with the glass of water and yes. the food eat the food and then just drink the libations drink the libations and then with lay them. the fuck down and just oh that sounds fun yes smoke Truly. the smoke the herbs yes light a little tobacco for them, mm -hmm. smoke a puff with, and like see where that takes you and see understand it. that it's not going to happen the first time. Like it takes time to build relationships. And I think we touched upon this last episode and maybe in another one, we're so used to things happening fast at this point out of the need for survival, right? Produce faster, make faster, earn faster, work harder, um, and also just the way commerce is set up right now. Things have to happen fast. Um, but to build an authentic relationship with another being, whether they are of the flesh or of the spirit, takes time. It takes time to build trust. It takes time to learn one another's language. Mm. Like when I'm channeling ancestors, some of them don't speak. Uh, most of my ancestors don't speak English. Mm. I don't think any of them do, except for the recent, my dad, <laughs> <laughs> my dad. Um, and it takes time to like interpret yeah. the messages that are coming through because we have literal, not only language barriers, but there's like time, space, dimensions between <sighs> us. So it takes time to build. Yeah, it takes time to build that. That trust. That bridge, yes. And I think that, you know, with TikTok, we see things happening quickly, um, literally. It's all happening so fast, seven seconds, 15 seconds. And it's training our brains to think that that's how it should be in life. Mm -hmm. And when cultivating a connection to spirit, to witchcraft, like Laura's been practicing witchcraft her entire life. 
you know i'm not ashamed to say it's i don't think there's an end to the journey of witchcraft i think it's just Mm -hmm. that's the thing is that there is and that's (laughs) and that's why i always say if you are following somebody who says they are a master of anything without proper regard to i would be so weary of that because Mm -hmm. What did you say? A reluctant leader is the best kind of leader. Mm-hmm. It's just, I I wouldn't trust that personally because there, I do believe that witchcraft is a lifelong journey mm-hmm. and I am not ashamed to say that I am still learning things. We're all still mm-hmm. learning things and we're adjusting and moving. And it reminds me of like, <laughs> so stupid, our shipping office. <laughs> Like I was, th- we are constantly adjusting because of what's gone and what needs to be filled and sort of going to the storage unit and moving mm-hmm. it. And that's sort of what it feels like, honestly. And yeah. How deep is too deep? You know, I don't think there is a limit. The limit does not exist. The limit does not exist. <laughs> keep quoting mean girls. <laughs> the, last... the limit does not exist. The limit does not exist. And, and I hope that I never know everything. And that's why it's still me interesting too. to me. Mm-hmm. I That's why I love the occult. Me too. Because it's just an endless. It's eternal. It's eternal and it's vast. Mm. And that's what's beautiful about it. And that goes back to gatekeeping Mm -hmm. in in the terms of that I was witnessing, which is people judging other people's. Mm -hmm. It's it's women tearing down other women's practices is what I'm seeing personally. And it's just unnecessary bickering yeah and then i see oh you're gatekeeping because i don't like the way you you're doing this and it, that's not what gatekeeping that's is. that's not even exactly that's yes. not what gatekeeping is mm-hmm. that's just someone it's like if i said okay you need to use a purple candle for this spell and someone could that's that's not the same thing mm-hmm. or me saying you can't use a purple candle for this you can't i can mm-hmm. that's gatekeeping right why would I say that? I don't know. But some people might be like that. I don't mm-hmm. know. But it's, it's, I think it gets thrown around to where, like in, in the instances where you're seeing it, that's literally necessary. That's, that's someone trying to help somebody else out and mm-hmm. then them not wanting to hear no. And Pretty so they take it personally and call gatekeeping. Mm-hmm. It's weird. Well, like I've, I've personally been accused of gatekeeping. Right. Um, like saying that to a person of color is not okay. Well, you know why I got accused of gatekeeping because I was trying to be a, a TikToker <laughs> and I was trying to create content about my practice that is shareable in bite-sized format. And it's hard. There's only so much that I can say in 15 seconds. And when people would ask for more, 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 I would say, well, I'm a professional at this. This is how I pay my bills. You can book a reading. You You can take a class. If you can't afford it, I have all of these scholarship options. Um, And then I was told I was a gatekeeper. And it's like, well, that's, yeah. I yeah, am. you are to your I own am. knowledge. Yeah, <laughs> I am a gay. I had someone. Free. I had someone in my DMs today who actually has no emailed me before, and I sent you a long email back <laughs> out of the kindness of my heart. Oof. And then today they were in my DMs, like, "But I need your help now," and I was like, "Well, I have one appointment left in September, and you can have that. You go on the website and book it." And they're like, "Well, I can't pay you." You're gatekeeping. And I'm like, no, way. no, 
I am literally a bitch trying to survive in late stage capitalism. I'm not a gatekeeper. This is my work. This is how I put food on the table for the children who I gatekeep for. (laughs) And it's like, uh, yeah, I am a gatekeeper. And I do make people invest in me when they want more of my knowledge, more of the ancestral wisdom that I am privileged to have had handed to me. And the reason why I put a paywall up between me and the deeper stuff is because I need to know that you're actually invested in building relationship with the type of information that I'm sharing. Or if you're just trying to like cherry pick it to make another video. And like, that's the truth. That's insane. I know. I was like, (laughs) I'm like, what the fuck? It's like someone saying, oh, I want that pin. Yeah. You know, you have to pay me. Well, it's on the site. You're, oh, gatekeeping. you're gatekeeping your products for me. That's the exact same thing. But why is it? Why is it they won't say that to me, but they'll say that to you? Because you're a spiritual practitioner and I'm not. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's well, wild. Because and- your because your service isn't a physical thing. Maybe. Well, and I think that like femme labor is traditionally right. unvalued. Yeah. Like when you think about art. Um. People value fine art, you know? Uh, It's always the stuff dudes make that goes into the museum. mm -hmm. But quilting, which takes a brilliant fucking mind and a steady hand, quilting is just a craft. Mm. People think that spirituality should be free. Yeah. Because you can walk into a church and get God for free there. But are you really getting it it for free? Because they're sending a tithing basket around. There's a basket. And they mail tithing envelopes to your house with your name on it and keep track of just how much you're donating every single Sunday. So is it really free? No. No. And it never has been. I can't believe somebody called you a gatekeeper because of that. So what I'm also... (laughs) No one's ever called me a gatekeeper. Yeah. I kind of like... But you know what? They might now after they listen to this episode, <laughs> because I feel like me saying, hey, white person, you really shouldn't buy white sage. They could call me a gatekeeper. You're, gatekeeping. You're gatekeeping. It's like, I'm trying to help You're you. You're not indigenous. Why are you telling me that? Because <laughs> uh, I'm trying to be a good al- advocate, mm-hmm. like an ally. Like what? Because you won't listen to them. So maybe because I'm white, you'll listen to me. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Exactly. Like, I don't know. It's I don't really give mm-hmm. a shit personally. Call me a gatekeeper. But like I me would never but I would never in terms of the weird gatekeep I would never like I really try not to like judge other people's mm-hmm. witchcraft. Say, oh nitpick. Other, that's the yeah. word I'm thinking of. Term I'm thinking of. I like of. to mind my business. I mind my biz. <laughs> I am not talking about like I'm talking about big picture, like bicultural things. Mm-hmm. I'm not talking about um, in that spell, it needed to be a blue candle and blue doesn't represent anger. So you're wrong. Mm. That's not, I would never do that. Mm-hmm. That's just annoying. I don't know if that's gatekeeping. I think it's just annoying. I think it's and just nitpicky. being annoying. So I think maybe the term has been a little manipulated for different. Yeah. Cause yeah, it was vastly different experiences with that. Mm-hmm. Where I've seen people blacklist other people, straight up mm. harass other people. 
nitpick other people. These are these are more specific terms that maybe we should get by. Mm-hmm. And gatekeeping is necessary for a lot of cultures. It's like yes, that's it has to be. That's how we guarded. preserve. How we that's preserve like saying culture. don't guard don't guard your own sh- house. Like what? You're gatekeeping. You're gatekeeping. <laughs> By locking your door at night, By you are gatekeeping. By locking your door at night, you're gatekeeping. <laughs> like, that's so weird to me. Someone's I saying, know. you're gatekeeping. Mm-hmm. By and like <laughs> I, I share talk about this. Like, I share what? so much for free. For free, yeah. I give so much for free, enough. and things that I feel are appropriate to share with the masses. I share a lot about spiritual foundations and magical foundations and how to get off on the right foot and things that can really be of assistance to anyone of any pantheon. And that's the reason I share that stuff for free because anybody can use it and take what works for them and leave the rest. But other stuff that like (laughs) people have come before me have died for, Mm -hmm. I'm gonna be particular about who I share it with and um I mean I've had people complain like I did a a domination magic class recently and I said it was only for BIPOC and trans people Mm -hmm. because Mm, I'm not trying to be responsible for like white women using baneful magic against other people of color I'm just not going to do it. That's interesting. Most of my stuff is open to anybody who wants to learn. But when the spirits are like, hey, it's your responsibility to tend to that gate. Who am I to say no? Also, spirits who are gatekeepers. Hecate, badass. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Keeper of the keys. Keeper of the keys. Hecate is a gatekeeper. And if you (laughs) don't like gatekeeping, then don't talk about my mom. (laughs) Yeah, don't talk about my auntie like that. Don't talk about my mom Hecate like that. Okay. (laughs) Don't. No, that that's it's necessary. And it's it's like also the things that you share, like you said, that are for everyone. They're they're things they're things that are easily digestible. Mm -hmm. They're they're easily understood. Mm -hmm. They're less likely to get you crazy weird backlash that you've experienced when you get more specific for free okay and like who hasn't seen those like news stories going around of like a person getting all up in magic that they have no business being in and then like some fuck shit happens like they end up dead or (laughs) like their house burns down and they're like i don't know why i was trying to do this like voodoo ritual that i found in a random magazine and i don't know why my whole i don't know upside down afterwards i don't always quote practical magic but i will say (laughs) you can't practice witchcraft while looking down your nose at it you can't practice witchcraft you can't down your nose at it you can't do that but you can't practice witchcraft of someone else's culture while looking down your nose at it Mm -hmm. like you can't Mm mm-hmm why the fuck would you do that? Absolutely. The entitlement. <laughs> I think it's I think it's lonely to not know your cultural origin. Yes. And I do empathize with that. Absolutely. And that loneliness can lead to some very poor decision making. Yes. But here's the thing. Indigenous people and black people and other people of culture 
had land, <laughs> culture, homes, children robbed from them systemically for hundreds of years. And, and we're still here on their land. We just keep, uh, we do our best efforts to find it again. Mm-hmm to find our homes, to find our spirits, to find our ancestors. And it is lonely. It is lonely. You know, I was telling Laura recently, like my my family's only been in the US mm-hmm. for like a couple mm-hmm. decades. <laughs> um, and I think that you're right. Like there's a loneliness in being disconnected from your ancestry. But when you're a, a white witch specifically, like you need to channel that loneliness away from self pity and into like self actualization. Action. Yes, yeah, that's, that's like the do key. something about it. Be sad. It's okay to be sad, okay. and then be angry, and then be remember why yeah. it happened. Remember why it happened, and, and do something about it. And, and don't do the thing that caused this in the first place. Don't don't right. take what's not yours. Don't don't take what's not because yours. if you do that, that's just like colonization repeating itself it's perpetuating it's -hmm. it's really bad Mm -hmm. and you know Mm -hmm. what everyone may be sick of hearing about this or maybe you don't hear it enough but like it's true Mm -hmm. it's true and i don't know i mean it's just true and you know i it's a heart it's a thing that Mm -hmm. people need to hear that white witches need to hear i'm not talking about white Versus black magic, I'm talking yeah. about, because that got confused once on the mm-hmm. internets. White witches, literally white of color witches, need to remember that. <laughs> Visibly, yes, I, I know visually. magic is dark and light, okay? I'm not just saying. <laughs> there are lots of different energies and entities. Some yes. terms are the same and mean different things, okay? <laughs> but it's it's true and it's important to remember. And, and it seems like most of what you've, you found in your experience mm-hmm. of research was that that's what was happening yeah so this is why we're talking about this. exactly why we're talking about it and mm-hmm. i've been pretty amazed at how often this comes up like mm-hmm. this just has come up so much in our podcast and it was not intended no it just happens to be the root of everything <laughs> it just happens to be the root of everything and and Bless Trickster for facilitating this. Bless Hermes mm. for facilitating this and and enlightening this and and just that's what's coming up. Mm. So and that's the way when we shake the snow globe, when we look at its backside, that's what we're seeing. Yes. This is not that's not mm. an agenda. No. It's not our liberal agenda. This is literal reality. And mm-hmm. what we're when we're dissecting the pieces of this, mm-hmm. it's what's coming up. Yeah. Yes. Period. Like that's that's it. Mm-hmm. So, also like be nice to each other, please. Just in general, I don't like seeing witches attack other witches. Don't cannibalize don't, witchcraft. Why would you do that? I would like to talk about it. It really makes me sad because, yes, witchcraft has existed on every culture, every continent, mm-hmm. and that is such a beautiful thing. It's also been demonized on probably most cultures just about, everywhere, most, yep. just about everywhere by a lot of different folks and uh seeing infighting in the community 
because we are all a part of a, of a community. Mm-hmm. We have communities within that community, but we all are, if we're witches, we're witches, okay? Mm-hmm. And, and that's something to remember. And to see the infighting, and to see, it makes me want to cry because it's just like, there are people that want us dead. Mm-hmm. All of us. Mm-hmm. Some of us have a lot of privilege that if that ever happened would protect us. Mm-hmm. But ultimately, you know, witches or mm-hmm. <laughs> all witches of all colors have been killed, mm-hmm. you know, in, in, histo- in history. And it's like, let's remember that so we don't steal from each other's cultures and blame each other and just have this infighting because mm-hmm. it's it's ugly and it's the what's the point Mm -hmm. the point of why i do what i do is to bring awareness to witchcraft and and to normalize it to a certain extent so that people that are it's for the Mm non-witches my goal is for non-witches and non-magical people to look at witchcraft as a whole and say oh it's really not that bad Mm -hmm. truly that's why that's why i do what i do and so (laughs) The infighting, it's just, what are you doing? What are you doing? What is your goal? <laughs> what is your motivation? And also, like... To be right? Especially with, like, spell casting, color magic, stuff like that. Like, different colors mean different things to different, to different people. people. And... Different cultures. Exactly. One color that might mean something to me might be totally taboo to you. Mm-hmm. And, like, I think that... Kind of, like... TikTok and the internet just emboldens us to make comments on things without really understanding the context of them. Yeah. Because all we get is this like blip, this little glimpse without knowing anything more Mm -hmm. of it. I don't know. It's a weird, it's a weird, weird time to be alive. (laughs) It's a weird, it's a weird time to be alive. Sick, sad world. Oh my God. That's so funny that you said that because all the shows I watch, I'm like, I'm just watching Six Sad Worlds. Exactly. All of, I love it. It's all I'm watching is Six Sad Worlds. There's a baby. The baby has joined us. So I hope that that encouraged some of you to, you know, maybe take a, take a peek at what's going on within yourselves or to, to let someone else know that they're being a shithole. Mm-hmm. I don't know. You know, and also like <laughs> be nice to one another, be nice to one another, respect the sacred secrecy of other people's cultures and take some time to like really figure out who you are, because once you go within, like your magic is going to be incredible, incredible, so much greater than it could ever be by cherry picking that which belongs to others. Mm-hmm. And the truth is like your ancestors move through you. If you call to them, you ask for your benevolent ancestors to come through and show you the way, they will. And like that's that's revolutionary and that's what witchcraft is supposed to be. Witchcraft is inherently anti-establishment. Um it is inherently um that which exists in liminal spaces that rejects, um, you know, puritanical culture and invites us to celebrate like our true natural essence Mm -hmm. as stewards of the earth, wherever, whichever part of the earth we come from, like that's the like juiciest part of witchcraft and magic. And you can't find it by 
copying anyone else. You can only find it by finding yourself. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that takes listening skills mm-hmm. and time. And those are two things, unfortunately, mm-hmm. that are combated daily with yeah. the time limits of, of how our brains are being yes. programmed to consume things. Truly. We're literally and being I, programmed. And I do empathize with how difficult mm-hmm. that is. Um, mm-hmm. So I won't let my kids have TikTok. Right. I don't want them to have a seven second attention span. Right. It's really, it's really tough. And I I understand, I get asked a lot, like, how do I start? I want to be a witch. Like, how Mm -hmm. do I start? And I always say, just go outside and listen, Mm -hmm. sit down in a calm space and listen Mm -hmm. because that's how I started. So that's really the only way I know how is start with the earth. Start with the earth and listen to what the animals and the trees have to say. And then they, they go, well, what, what, do I, what are they going to say? Like, how do I know? And I'm just like, you'll know. It's very mm-hmm. Jedi, okay? It's it just is. like, it's, it's very Yoda. <laughs> it's very Yoda. And like that, it's, it sounds really simple, but it's really the simplest things are the most powerful I've it's found. It's true. Truly. It's true. That's why I don't get caught up in mm-hmm. what color your candle is. Who fucking cares? Mm-hmm. What use is, what you've got. Use what you got. Use yeah. nothing at all. It's just mm-hmm. use your imagination. Use your imagination. Mm-hmm. It's a powerful yeah. tool for magic, Truly. and that's Truly. why they condition us to stop using our imagination. Why we are shamed for being, you know, imaginary or like having a big imagination. It's why they push us to learn like math and science and standardized testing standardized you know, testing your yeah. imagination number is hit this number mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. yeah well. and honestly like respect the gatekeepers because it's a hard job to have mm-hmm. to protect the old ways mm-hmm. and to share them with the new generations mm-hmm. it's not an easy job to have so instead of being mad like figure out how to earn the keys Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that's a lot to take in I know yeah but hopefully that helps put into perspective what sort of mm-hmm. the vibe is right now Absolutely. on the interwebs yeah you know it's complicated and there's a lot of other nuances that we didn't cover but that's what we saw mm-hmm. so and as always we love to hear from you on the third eye line to tell us what yeah you're seeing and what you're thinking Please. about mm-hmm. I actually have a good question that relates to this from the third eye line, but I think oh. it's time for spirit candy first, spirit isn't candy it? Spirit candy is. Spirit candy. Channeled messages from our spirit guides. Do you have any candies today? Yes. Hold on. I'm going to do a little like divination with this candle right now. Yeah. So I'm going to sort of explain what I'm doing. Mm -hmm. Sometimes I stare at the flame. And then sometimes I close my eyes and I still see the flame. Mm -hmm. And then it morphs into other things. Mm -hmm. Dig a hole for yourself to go in. Water it like a seed. Root through the earth to find where you belong. 
Someone might try to pull you out of that space, but don't move until you're ready to grow. That was a cool visual. Mm -hmm. I could see the seed. <laughs> it was mm -hmm. like a person as a little seed. Mm -hmm. Holy shit. <laughs> That's I it, it yeah. I guess. I, I It's just dig, like dig, find a lot of forage energy. Like just mm -hmm. don't let others dig you out of your place of growth. Mm. That's what I'm getting. Like don't be unwilling to move from that or or even if your own impulses as as a white person the anger and jealousy you might feel that you're not a part of something don't even let that move you like that's not that's a lie that's a fucking lie mm -hmm. that's just your ego mm -hmm. that's been ingrained in you culturally like just let that go mm -hmm. and find who you are like find where you belong. Yeah. The earth asked us all to be here. And there is a space where we all belong. Yes. Mm -hmm. And be kind and be generous and be an ally. If you're able to be an ally, like just speak about these things. Like tell people not to use white sage. Like it's really simple. <laughs> a lot because people don't know and that's okay. And we have to like educate people mm -hmm. that about these little things that mean a lot. And, that, and don't be mad when somebody's taking the time to actually educate uh, and help you. Don't like now don't be mad. I know. Or don't be mad at me. Yeah. Don't be mad at Caitlin. Don't jump to defense. Don't skip this episode. Cause don't you skip heard this episode. You heard us talk about white supremacy again. <laughs> don't do that. Lean into it. Mm -hmm. Cause it, it is relevant. It's, and it, permeates the spiritual and witchy spaces yes. and if you are not conscious of it you will get sucked into it and you could get sucked into some mm -hmm. situations you don't want to be in with culty people you don't want to be in with and we will cover we will that talk about cults in another we will be talking about cults <laughs> mm -hmm. in another episode and yes like we said reach out if you mm -hmm. So that was trippy. Okay, I'm gonna like. That was chill good. For I a saw it. I love the garden agenda. I'm a big fan. I want to draw it now. Yeah. Trippy. Okay. Mm. Do you have any spirit candy? That was some good candy. That was really delicious. I think I'm full from it. Okay. <laughs> you said you had a good. nice question. I do. I have a nice question. Let me pull up hmm. something from the third eye line. Here we go. Why should people be careful with love magic? Oh, interesting. So I do think that this relates to the episode quite a bit hmm. because a lot of love magic comes from BIPOC families trying to not get separated a lot oh. of binding and love magic comes from BIPOC families trying to not get separated whether it's having your children your partner taken from you mm. by the state in some way wow um, this nation has a history of residential schools 
black and brown people yes. are disproportionately incarcerated every single day. And most love spells, binding spells, aren't for anyone outside of those circumstances. Hmm. And when used inappropriately, rather than drawing in the relationship you desire, it often draws in obsession. <laughs> wow. Mm -hmm. And here's the thing. Forcing someone to love you doesn't create a fairy tale ending. It creates resent. Have you seen the craft? Oh, fuck yeah, exactly. <laughs> Good example. It's an excellent example. <laughs> it creates obsession and resentment. Um, you know, love spells in folk magic originated out of necessity, protecting a family. And when we use them outside of these circumstances, we open ourselves up to a lot of like ethical weirdness mm -hmm. of like, well, shouldn't someone consent to being in a relationship? And do you really have their consent if you're writing their name down on a piece of paper and sticking it under your pillow? You know? Right. Because we, we talked about baneful magic mm -hmm. being a means of protection mm -hmm. and a means of but love magic is more intertwining someone with you rather mm -hmm. than trying to keep them at bay. Mm -hmm. You're not protecting yourself. You're not protecting yourself. You're not inviting anyone. <laughs> you're inviting all of that person in mm -hmm. and then some against their without their consent. Mm -hmm. So that's not cool. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah, it's not cool. Someone should want to be with you. Now, if yeah. you and your lover were apart, mm -hmm. like you mentioned, for some sort, with a, an extreme, ex, ex, I can't even talk right now. <laughs> Extenuating? Thank you. <laughs> Circumstance that's out of your control. Mm -hmm. If they're consenting, I'm mm -hmm. trying to say, that might be a little And different. you wanna bind them back to you? I could see that yeah, working. I could see that working. Yeah. And also like if you're in a consensual romantic relationship and you wanna do some like super fun, like sexy, sex, magic, yeah, sexy you magic, you should do yeah. that as long as all parties are aware of what they're doing. Yeah. Like even with sex magic, I do think that like your partner should know that you're casting while right. you're fucking. <laughs> like, <laughs> right? <laughs> <laughs> and like to be honest like this is just a life advice and not just witch advice if you have to do a love spell on somebody they probably ain't the one they're not the one if you gotta magic your way into a relationship it's not it's not the right person mm -mm. Mm -mm. i agree i just don't think that you should want someone who wants you and i know like dating is fucking weird right now yeah. with all of the apps and like I the world a lot about it from my single friend. being chaotic and i get it i encourage folks who are looking for partners instead of exercising love magic over someone to practice self-love magic with themselves yep. like instead of trying to get some someone specific to want you um spend some time 
loving on you, treating yourself the way you desire to be treated by your ideal partner. Mm -hmm. And when you spend time making space for that in your world, you energetically invite Mm -hmm. in those who can meet those types of roles in your life. Um, Also, like, I'm really into glamour magic and... I don't think there's anything wrong with like enchanting your makeup to make your eyes more alluring, Um, saying a spell Mm -mm. as you put your favorite scent on if you're into Mm -hmm. fragrance. Um, I think glamour magic as a means of attracting those who sincerely desire you. That's um, hot. That's hot. (laughs) That's not what we're talking about. That's That's cool. That's to yourself. That's empowering yourself. Yes. Maybe we don't feel so empowered and you're kind of lonely and right do that do stuff like that enchant your panties yes i was just gonna say like enchant your panties wear like sexy underwear that makes mm-hmm. you feel like you're a different person dance and move around and feel your yes. body and feel erotic mm-hmm. and get in touch with that part of yourself all by yourself take and then a pole dancing class take a pole dancing class you know yes or, or a dance class or something that I don't know. Turn on music and like shake your hips and touch your flesh, anoint yourself with oils and like treat yourself like the divinity that you are. Dance for a spirit. Mm -hmm. Dance for spirits. Spirits love that shit. Pick a deity (laughs) that's associated with love Mm -hmm. that you work with and dance for them and Mm -hmm. entertain them. And that's fun. Mm Mm-hmm. I love that. Like drawing, (laughs) like making yourself the most amplified, magnetic, like self-confident version of yourself to draw in partnership. Mm -hmm. That's fucking cool. Mm -hmm. But to try to like exercise your will over somebody so that they disregard their own desires and give in to you is creepy. It's kind of desperate. I'm not going to lie. It's not good. You don't need to be that desperate. You don't want that. We'll find someone that loves us. For who we are. For who we are without magicking them Mm -hmm. into it. Mm -hmm. And even if you want to do, like you said, do a, a, imagine what your partner would be like. Like Mm -hmm. I did that, I bet I did that when I was younger and I literally married him. Weird. Weird. (laughs) It's weird. But it it wasn't even, it was a list little girls make sometimes. Mm -hmm. But like it wasn't even that, it was the feeling yeah of the comfort of this other person and exactly how i feel with my husband so mm. that is possible so maybe mm-hmm. that write down qualities or like go back to your inner child and like see what your true mm-hmm. self really wants and get creative with how to <laughs> get a big ass body pillow and like totally like a, like a big poppet mm-hmm. almost like a big like you know <laughs> A little friend you can cuddle with and like a faceless, Mm -hmm. that could be part of your ritual. Stop sleeping in the middle of the bed, sleep on one side. Yeah, Like there's space for someone else. Yes. Make room in your mm -hmm. closet for another person. Like little things like that. Send that energetic impulse out into the universe (laughs) that like I am available to receive the love. Right. Um, Yeah. And like all things, like have patience with yourself as you are calling a partner in because real magic is a slow, steady burn. It is. And that's hard to explain to people that mm-hmm. aren't magic people. Mm-hmm. I'm ha- I'm helping a, a dude friend of mine. I tried to 
he's non-witchy <laughs> trying to help him find love and i was like i don't want to do it for you i want i really encourage people to do it for themselves even mm -hmm. if they're not magic-y but it's hard because you know yeah I, I did a basic like female figured candle mm -hmm. gave it to him i carved on it Aww. a little bit you know his name and, and i'm like burn it every night and like think of the quality what yeah. we're telling you now like think of the qualities that you'd want and just really focus on it and i don't know how it's going i haven't asked but you know until <laughs> she's gone do it mm -hmm. you know every friday or every whenever yeah whenever. friday's a good day for yeah, that yeah so i'm like <laughs> or every day you know whenever mm -hmm. so i'm interested to see how that's going but yeah. it's it's the focus that'll really get you mm -hmm. far and it's like releasing attachment to a specific person and opening yourself up to receive like the love that you need mm -hmm. rather than a person you're idealizing. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, there you go. That was a good question. That's a really good I question. V-E-R, Veroen, Ikarg. <laughs> I always say them wrong. IG handles can be confusing. I don't know. They're very creative. <laughs> Asked. Very creative. I'm so sorry. Allowed myself <clears throat> to start this path, but still struggling with self-imposed atheism. How do I let it go? Ooh, that's a good question. How do I let go of atheism, which is the belief in essentially not, nothing, mm -hmm. no higher power, no, higher power. no afterlife, anything like mm -hmm. that? Well, congratulations, first of all. On becoming a witch. On becoming a witch. Absolutely. Welcome to the club. And <laughs> you have some, I think you have some good advice for I this do. person. So I've actually had clients who are atheists. And my best advice is like, one, you don't have to let that go. Like, where is the desire to release atheism coming from? And is it yours or is it what you feel is expected of you? Mm. Because if it's what you feel is expected of you, you need to know that you do not have to release atheism to be a witch. Mm -hmm. Witches are not designated to a specific religious system. Um, so that's part one. Part two is like be your own higher power set up an altar to your best self set up an altar dedicated to all the things that bring you joy and that help you feel in alignment and your relationship with your craft can come from a place of being of service to yourself becoming a better person um, I also think that elemental magic can be really helpful for mm -hmm. folks who aren't comfortable having a relationship with a higher power. Well, it's like, well, the earth is bigger than us. And it's tangible. And it's tangible. We can see it. It's right here. We walk on earth every single day. Fire. And observe. all of the elements observe. Fire. Pointing at a candle for those of you listening. <laughs> um, yes, for people listening, you should watch us on YouTube because Truly. we wear great outfits. Truly. We have um, a nice set. We have a gorgeous set. Thank you, producer Mike. Um, <laughs> uh, who is Laura's 
husband amazing partner by the way um so you can always lean into the elements as the center of your practice and that kind of removes the need for deity work also like deity work is not for everybody you don't have to have a deity in your practice get a familiar get a familiar a kitty get a a meow meow or a it could be any animal really yeah a fish a toad a toad a bird a raccoon <laughs> JK. all, Ill, all the illegal animals no wild animals please. a tiger dog <laughs> from the, tiger the black King. market <laughs> carol baskin oh um mine's speaking right speaking now would you like to say baxter <laughs> <laughs> yes what was that Oh, okay. Oh. <laughs> okay. Foxes are so familiar. <laughs> oh. Fox Fox says you should get a pet and let them guide you to your earthly connection. Okay, got it. Got it. That's great. Do you know what I heard? All you have to believe in is yourself. <laughs> And okay, I, okay. Fox talks to me a lot. I've been building up a relationship with Fox over the last few weeks. <laughs> All Fox you have to believe in is yourself and yeah. start there. And I promise the rest will happen very organically, whether you decide to move into work with spirits or higher powers. Oh my God, watch your hair. I'm having ultra server flashbacks right now of my hair lighting on fire. My buns <laughs> the really church big. candle. I'm <laughs> But anyway, um, you you don't have to release atheism if you don't want to. And I think the most important thing is that you're making choices for yourself because that is what witchcraft is all about. Yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. Right? Oh, what do you think, Fox? Okay. I think he's he's hungry. That's what he (laughs) actually said. He said, fucking feed me. (laughs) That's a great answer. Mm Yes. Earthly thing. I guess earth would be a good start to mm-hmm. that. Just to just start yes. Start with the earth. Heads, elements, the water, the sky. Get what can you plant. see that's magical? Everything. Everything. Butterflies, Butterflies birds. Birds plant. fucking fly. Birds fly in and the sky. And sing all day. That is magical. That's wild. Trees can live for hundreds of or even thousands of years. Go to Sequoia National Forest if you can. Go to a national park. If Oof. you have no expectations, something's bound to happen. Exactly. Truly. Go you might have an hike. advantage. <laughs> Truly. <laughs> Truly. I think you're good. Absolutely. And know that like <laughs> your witchcraft journey will unfold before you as it needs to. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, that was great. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And thank you for listening to Third Eye Bind. Be sure to leave us a message on the Third Eye line. Beep, boop, boop. We'll talk to you soon. Bye. Bye. Hello. (laughs) Thank you so much for listening. You can follow the podcast at Third Eye Bind Pod on Instagram. There, submit your questions via the Third Eye line by sending us a voice message or text DM. The show is available wherever you listen to podcasts and for you to watch on YouTube. Get early access to episodes and even monthly one-on-one sessions with us by joining our Patreon. Find us at patreon.com slash third eyebind. Third Eyebind is produced and edited by Mike Realm. Hosted by Caitlin Grania and Laura Wong. Music by Mike Realm.
set design by Laura Wong. You can find Laura on Instagram at Lady Moon Co. And you can find Caitlin on Instagram at Spirit Garden Tarot.